Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Sabrina Boyd Serka. Check out what I wrote. Clear my throat. Yeah, I'm on mic one, and this stuff is not rote. Yeah, it's coming out the sound, coming out the mouth, coming out the top of the head. And I hope that you all vote. Have you ever wondered what it takes to rap freestyle or do improv comedy? Like, how on earth do they come up with stuff so quickly off the top of their heads, especially that rhymes? Anthony Veneziale was born in Philadelphia, grew up in New Hope, and he started a group called Freestyle Love Supreme with Lin-Manuel Miranda way before Hamilton. Your last word is fracking. The last word is fracking, and I am attacking this beat because it's sweet to be back on this tree. Broadway. Freestyle Love Supreme is coming through Philadelphia on tour in June. So I caught up with Anthony to learn more about the show and how it all comes together. He's done some fascinating research on what happens in your brain when you're doing improv or freestyle. And he just has such a deep appreciation for the history of hip hop. We got into all of that, plus, of course, the story of how he met Lin-Manuel Miranda all those years ago before he was famous. Oh, and we actually recorded this a little while back, right before Mother's Day. That's going to come into play later on. So I think a lot of people have heard of Freestyle Love Supreme as another Lin-Manuel Miranda thing, but they might not necessarily know what it actually is. And this isn't your traditional like stage show. It's improv. It's freestyle. So tell us a little bit about what we're going to see on stage. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, so Lynn and I helped to create this show back in 2003. So it's it's been around for a very long time, yeah. before In the Heights, before Hamilton. Uh, and a lot of uh, what you'll see in our show is in some way or shape or form the DNA that exists in a lot of the shows that Lynn does. Um, but ultimately, what you're going to see is an improvised freestyle rap concert, kind of like Tribe Called Quest meets Whose Line Is It Anyway? I love that. That sounds incredible. How did this all start? How did you come up with this idea? So I was doing improv in New York City in the late 90s, early 2000s, and we had a lot of white men doing it. Uh, <laughs> so I like looked around, I was like, why this is not what I'm doing improv for and why I do theater. Theater for me has always been a great place to ask the question of what is race in, the, in our country? Uh, and so I thought, what if we create a show that actually is in the vernacular of hip hop, which is a black art form that started in the Bronx. Come on, 1973, August 11th. What do you know? DJ Cool Heart, Coke LaRoque, um, 1520 Sedgwick Avenue. And like, you know, that is a space in which black and brown bodies found comfort and joy in those breakbeats. And so what if we match that up with improv, which is a pretty white art form. And that started with Viola Spolin in Chicago. Like that is an incredible story there as well. She started to do these like theater games with immigrants so they felt accepted in their community and that people could recognize the differences and celebrate them. So freestyle is kind of like that sweet spot in between the hip hop world and the improv world. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know all of that history. That's amazing. Have yeah. you always been into improv or freestyle yourself? Like what's your backstory here? Because you grew up nearby us in New Hope. So, uh, yes, I grew up in New Hope. I was born in Philadelphia and all of my family lived there and I'm the youngest of five. So I didn't get all of the like mean streets, but all of my brothers did. So <laughs> I was beat up every single day with a Philly accent. 
Um, and my grandparents lived in, in, you know, Port Richmond, Northeast Allegheny Avenue exit. Let's go fish town. Um, and I was there every single weekend. Uh, we were always known as Johnny and the boys and Philly has got such a great music scene. And I mean, the roots, like, let's talk about one of the greatest hip hop bands of all time. Mm-hmm. It comes out of Philadelphia, like the roots and the sound that the roots have in their show is such a huge inspiration for us and for me and for what this show is as well. Um, and it was definitely like a pinch you moment when Black Thought introduced us at the Tony Awards when we received a Tony Award for an improv rap music show, which it just feels like a dream on top of a dream that I didn't know you could have. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, you know, Philly is in the artery of me for sure. Like everything I do has a bit of that Philly grits to it for sure. And that's not just throwing shout out to Grady, way to go Flyers. Also <laughs> terrible season. What happened to the Flyers this year? Uh, always happens. Anyway, so, uh, so you know, bottom line is, is that Philly is strongly represented in the show and I cannot wait to do this show in Philly because most of the audience will be my family. <laughs> Now, where along this journey did you meet Lin-Manuel Miranda and Thomas Kale, who, by the way, for anyone listening who doesn't know, they together created In the Heights, among many other things. I feel like that was sort of the beginning of the, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda-verse that we now know. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So... I'm lucky in that I've sort of been a part of it since the beginning. So I knew Lynn at college. I was his film TA. (laughs) Um, And I heard this kid could like freestyle rap and I was doing freestyle at school. So I was a part of an improv group there at Wesleyan University called Gag Reflex. Um, And we always did this thing called the song game. And we get genres of music from the audience. And one of the genres was always rap because it was the 90s. And like, if you weren't listening to rap, just leave America. Um, and, <laughs> and so I got to meet Lynn because then he put on a show. His, the sort of one act version of In the Heights happened right after I left. But all my friends and, and I knew of Lynn and they were like, you've got to come back and see this. And then Tommy also had graduated. So he and I started a production company and the first musical we ever optioned to, that, you know, to try to like build was in the Heights. So in the basement of the drama bookshop, I was the manager of the theater at the drama bookshop. And Tommy, myself, Neil Stewart, and uh, John Buffalo Mailer were trying to help Lynn create and figure out what the show was. Um, and then, you know, along came Jeffrey Seller, Kevin McCollum, and, and Jill Furman. And they were like, oh, this, this, we can make this into a big old show. Um, and so those are the very first experimental ones and like rehearsals. Like I was there and I would break in. And during breaks, I'd be like, Lynn, let's freestyle. Like, let's, let's let loose. Let's use this for your writing. Um, and then eventually I just convinced him to do it in front of people. And he was like, I guess let's try. (laughs) I was like, let's do it. So that's, it started. Yeah. Back in 2003. That's so cool. With both this and in the Heights, did you like know that you had this gem of a, a smash hit coming down the road when you started it? Or was it just like, we're just, you know, college kids or recent college grads fooling around (laughs) Definitely the latter, which is we didn't know any better. Like if someone had said to us, like, it's going to be seven years before this is done. You'd be like, seven years? That's like almost half of my life. <laughs> I'm going to spend the next seven, <laughs> that's a third of my life. So, um, and and every subsequent project has taken a very long time. Like, right, seven years for yeah. Heights, seven years for Hamilton. Like these gestation periods for musicals are very long. Um, and 
if you know that going into it, it's pretty hard to to make that a reality. So it's best to not know and just fail miserably over and over again until you eventually get something right. Yeah. I mean, props to you all for sticking with it for for seven years. Um, But you said Freestyle Love Supreme was created like almost the original thing before In the Heights, before Hamilton. So clearly there was a lot of stuff in the middle there. Yeah, Did yeah. you continue doing this during that time or was there sort of a break and you brought it back? We've sort of always done Freestyle of Supreme in some way, shape or form throughout the years. I even created sort of like a sister group because I moved out to San Francisco. The love of my life was getting her PhD out there. And I was like, I'll follow you. I'm good with that. So I moved out to San Francisco while she went to UC Berkeley and I created sort of a sister group. And in that sister group, I met David Diggs. James Monroe Iglehart, Andrew Bancroft, Lauren Nagel, like all these incredible people who then became a part of Freestyle Supreme and then became a part of Hamilton and like all these other things. So I have to say there's some secret magic sauce that happens with freestyling where you really understand who you are and what authentically matters to you. And I think that is the sort of alchemy that helps you become the performer, the writer, the human that you hope to be. And that, that's sort of my take on this thing. Beautiful way of expressing it. Thank you. So Freestyle Love Supreme, the name, the <laughs> show also <laughs> uh, pays homage to John Coltrane's A Love Supreme. Yeah. How did that, how did, were you thinking about that when you created this? How did John Coltrane inspire you? So um, I, I played jazz uh, trombone throughout high school and college, and I'm a big jazz uh, musician and fan of, of, of the genre. And um when we first started doing this, it was about sort of putting front and center this concept of storytelling and also of, of love. And so A Love Supreme is a seminal piece of work that John Coltrane did. It has four parts, right? And it ends with resolution and Psalms in there as well. Um, but it mostly has to do with a, a convening of like letting this sort of like flow happen and come through you. I think John Coltrane was maybe better than anyone at feeling like this was coming from a higher power. Um, and, and it just happened to be coming through this beautiful sax. Uh, and so for us, our instrument is the human language. So uh, the, the English language specifically. So we're trying to harness the instrument of the English language in the way that John Coltrane did with the sax and to say, we're letting go. Like if, if you let love sort of be the guiding principle here, and that's what we want people to feel when they come to the show, that afterward they're pretty well held and that hopefully they are leaving in a better mood than they came, then we did our job. We have to pause for a quick break here, but when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more about Freestyle Love Supreme and we'll get a look inside the brain of a freestyle rapper. Anthony's going to give us a demo. Hang tight. We'll be right back. We're back with KYW News Radio In-Depth, talking with Anthony Veneziale of Freestyle Love Supreme about what the show is, how it all came together, and how exactly someone comes up with a freestyle on the spot. So I've been reading through the bios and the information, and you all have these nicknames. Your two-touch, Morgan Riley, who's from Allentown, Pennsylvania, is Hummingbird. Hummingbird, yeah. What are, is that something you created for this show? Is that like your character names? Where does that, where does that come from? Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, MC handles are a very important thing. Uh, going back to that sort of like first breakbeat party, you know, that, 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 uh, Coke LaRoque was sort of the shout out and that's where MCs started, right? They started by just being able to shout people out and they had to use handles. They had to use these like shorter names because you couldn't just say like, you know, Kenny Davenport, like everyone was like, what, what is, who is that? But if you were like 
Kenny the Ace. Everyone's like, oh, of course, the Ace, right? And so you started getting these names, and that's why MCs to this day still have these sort of nicknames. And for us, Freestyle of Supreme, it's an improvised freestyle rap show. And so we want to at least pay honor to that tent that we are living in. And so those MC handles are just fun ways of saying, oh, okay, we also have these these personalities that come out a bit more when we perform in the show. That makes total sense. I don't know why I didn't think of MC handles when I first saw them. That's, there you go. (laughs) No worries. No worries. Now there's also a Freestyle Love Supreme Academy. And this is maybe something that I need to look into because the idea of improv and freestyle and coming up with stuff off the top of my head, like terrifies me. So tell us about this academy. How does that work? Sure. And you're not alone, right? Like, uh, so for Free Subs from Academy and this other company I have called Speechless, we've just joined forces with Wayne Brady and we've become a new company called SLS Plus. And we know that most human beings are terrified of public speaking, period, right? Like you've probably heard this old, this old joke that Jerry Seinfeld used to tell, which is like, you know, more people are afraid of speaking in public than they are dying. So that means you'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy at the funeral, right? Like, <laughs> so, I saw that on your uh, website for for Speechless Inc. So those yes. two things have kind of kind of merged now. Yes, yes. So the Academy, uh, Speechless, and also Wayne Brady now are sort of this one triumvirate entity where our goal is to use play to help inform people to be more creative, more confident, and connected to their diverse creative selves, um, and thereby building diverse creative communities. Uh, Most importantly, we use equitable play. So whose voice needs to be centered? Hmm. Who needs to be maybe given the spotlight a little bit more, right? And for me, that was what Freestyle Supreme was all about. There were a lot of white guys trying to be funny in the improv scene in the 90s and early 2000s. And I just didn't think it was serving the benefit of the art form, which is we are always better when there is a diversity of points of view and language and intelligence and background. Um, And so we really strive to do that. Um, And those are our core principles. That's what we are built on. Um, And we try to create an environment where it says you are welcome here and your failure is equally uh, encouraged as your success. So that's really when, when it all comes down to it, it's low risk exposure therapy by letting people fail over and over and over again until they feel confident in being uncomfortable. I do a lot of community theater and we always say wrong and strong. If you, if you get it wrong, get it wrong confidently, you know, which is really hard to do. Yes. Yes. It is. You're fighting a lot of like imposter syndrome. I mean, especially totally. for women in our country at this moment as well. It is a real conundrum to just sort of like show up as your authentic self because almost all of the training and all of the models out there in the world is about being a commanding, strong, authoritative man. Um, and that is not what we do. We want you to be authentically you in this space and then l- allow that to be the way we are led through that person's authenticity, their vulnerability, and who they really are. I love that. And it's, you know, you hear me saying that I'm like, nervous about doing improv and I am a podcast host and a theater performer. So people are probably like, what, what do you mean? I'm not so much afraid of public speaking, but it's the thinking on your feet that, you know, I have a script, I have an outline when we're having this conversation right now, thinking on your feet. And especially when it comes to freestyle, creating a rhyme 
off the top of your head seems just like my brain cannot comprehend how you do that. So can you give me like a little bit of insight? Like what is happening in your brain when someone gives you a prompt and you have to make a freestyle out of it? Yeah, I happen to be incredibly lucky in that I'm studying and doing research on people's brains uh, while they freestyle rap and while they do improv. So we put people in fMRI machines, which are functional magnetic resonance imaging machines, like these big giant magnets that spin super fast and you get put inside of it. And what we're noticing is that you're kind of employing two different parts of your brain simultaneously. One's called your dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex. That's your judging brain or your effortful planning brain. It's all the notes you wrote prior to this. And then it's even the you toggling back and forth and like, am I still talking about my notes? Do I know what I'm about to say next? <laughs> right? It's planning, it's planning, it's planning. Super helpful part of your brain, really useful, um, but also a little bit more triggered by the amygdala, which is your fear center, which then leads to fight or flight. Uh, and then there's this other part of your brain, which is your medial lateral prefrontal cortex, which is your state of flow. And when you get into that, you're just like, time disappears and you're like crushing it. And by the, like, you're when you get done doing this, like, yoga or stitching or coding for some people, you're just like, how did eight hours just go by, right? You were like, so in the zone. Uh, freestyle rapping tends to be a bit of a communication between those two parts. It's like an improv scene between two people, but between two different parts of your brain, because you know, there's expectations about setting up a rhyme, right? There's generally common structure around an AA or a BB or an ABAB rhyme scheme. Um, and, and for that, you have these like expectations that you kind of need to land. Um, and yet you also need to kind of let go and just be like, I'm in the flow. Like the music is taking me. I'm kind of being brought forth by the, the pull of the, the relationship to the beat. Um, and so you are basically throwing darts at a dartboard uh, to sort of do the quick planning, right? So if you were to like, let, let's just even do it right now. Go ahead and give me like a, a topic or a subject or something in history, a place, a location. It doesn't even matter. Anything that you want. Now, geez, what's uh, what's going on lately? Mother's Day is coming up. Let's do, Great. Let's do Mother's right? Day freestyle. Boom. Okay, so Mother's Day freestyle. So immediately I'm like Mother's Day, usually the first weekend in May. Boom, weekend in May. And then another dart that I'll try to quickly throw is like Hallmark. Like I think it's an invented uh, holiday, right, by Hallmark, right? So it's like, okay, and, and it's moms. We should definitely give love to moms. Um, and then it's kids. Okay, great. So I've just thrown like four darts at the dartboard, right, which is like first weekend in May, Hallmark, mothers, kids, cool. That's all sort of just like just tent poles inside of my mind. And now I need to have the beats. So whatever the beat might be, so if it's like a boom, 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 I'm like, oh, that's kind of like a laid back beat. I kind of need to find that pocket. So it might be something like this here, May. It's the seventh day. We'll be celebrating with the mothers that ain't hating the life with the kids and moms, you know, so it's like, you just kind of have to find that flow, find that relationship. And then you know that you've got those tent poles to kind of hit, right? So it's like, all right, yep, the seventh day in May. All right, being a mom. And then I would probably end it with something like, um, every Mother's Day after dark, you know, it's made up by Hallmark, but that's all right. We got <laughs> that spark because moms help us live you know, like, boom, whatever, whatever that thing might sort of be the nice ending with a little bit of like self-deprecation, because that's who I am as a human being. <laughs> that's so cool. And like, all of that happens in a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you just kind of get used to that sort of like pattern. But 18 years ago, I would not be able to tell you that, right? Like I was like, I just, I'm trying, I don't know, I'm figuring it out. 
Um, and every one of us has a bit of a different relationship to that. So that's my approach, right? But that might be totally different than how Utkar Shambutkar, aka UTK the INC might do it, or how Lynn would do it, or how Anisa Folds might do it, or Kayla Malady, aka Kaiser Rose. So each person kind of has their own unique approach. And that's what I love about the show too, right? Is that everyone puts their own stamp on it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 100% different every night, you know, That's right. any show is going to be a little bit different every night because you just never know what's going to happen on stage. But this one, you are inviting anything to happen, which I think is super cool. And we have some super fans who have seen the show more than 60, 70, 80 times because wow. they can, because it's just, it's totally different yeah. each time. That's incredible. Thank you so much for for chatting about this. Now I'm super hyped for this show if I wasn't already. Anything else that uh, that you want, you know, to get out to the listeners of Philadelphia about the show, about yourself? Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, take stock. We're going to have a better year this year. Uh, totally get it. We're going to be flying high. Mad love to Helen Branco, who worked at the Vet Stadium for 35 years and then Citizens Bank Park Stadium for another 15 years after that. She just passed away earlier this year. She's my aunt's. Uh, she was the wind beneath my wings. Um, and every show that I do in Philly is, is in her honor. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>